0: When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. I am pumped today because it's a very special episode. Now, I'm incredibly grateful that I have developed a passion for learning more about neuroscience. You know, the program that I facilitate is called the NeuroChange Method, and I really believe that learning about the science of change and implementing, you know, evidence-based frameworks and strategies into your life and into your recovery can really enhance your recovery. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because I mean, I know that you can't completely prevent a relapse. But I do believe that there are things that you can put in place in your life that will improve your chances, right? So almost a relapse prevention, which is the area that I really want to start focusing on. And that's why I get amazing people on the show to share their stories of overcoming a life of adversity and or addiction to living a more purpose-driven life. And so not only am I grateful about all that, but I'm also grateful that I finally found somebody who's in recovery that I get to nerd out with when it comes to neuroscience and just the brain in general and that is my good friend Lane Kennedy from the Connected Calm Life podcast. And don't worry, after you hear this episode, yes, we are getting her on the show so she can share her story and we can get more into what she does today. But her and I are collaborating on a masterclass called Change Your Brain. And in this class, we talk about topics like purpose, flow, changing your belief system, uh, developing a growth mindset, because these are incredibly important. If you change your brain, you can change your story and you can enhance your recovery. But you've heard me talk about beliefs, right? Developing a purpose. These are all topics that I teach on. But my friend Lane actually does the mindfulness aspect to this and is incredibly knowledgeable on the topic of mind science. And then in this masterclass, we dig more into emotional intelligence, subconscious mind, and how you can start to automate those habits that will get you closer to not only achieving your goals, but also to creating the life that you truly desire. And to round it off, we get into brain health and neuroplasticity, which is such a cool topic. And as you know, neuroplasticity is probably one of my most favorite words right now, but it's so relevant to anyone, especially those in recovery who really want to begin to thrive in their recovery and stop settling for a life that they're not happy with, right? Like I talk about in my story, I got complacent myself. I wanted something different. I knew I was capable of something more. I just didn't know how to find it. And now I'm here to be able to teach you the skills and the methods that I used to enhance my recovery. So I've created a life so good for myself that I never want to go back to my old way of living, So on today's show, Lane and I chat about the different topics, how they're relevant in our lives. And then we'll let you know how you can get started in the change your brain masterclass. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. It's exciting. We're gonna have an amazing discussion today. I, some of some of my favorite topics, actually.
1: I love all these topics. I should just have a show about this stuff. (laughs) uh, Maybe we can nerd out and just have a show about this stuff.
0: I think we should. I think it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get into it.
1: Let's get into it. Let's get into it.
0: Let's get (laughs) into it. The first one, purpose and flow.
1: Purpose and flow. How did you find your purpose?
0: I got really complacent in my recovery around the fifth or sixth year. Mm -hmm. And I really felt as though I hadn't been through all of this stuff in addiction for no reason, right? I felt like I meant for more, but I have absolutely no idea what that more is or how to find it. And, you know, because I had basically just become grateful that I had built up my life. I built up that foundation. I had a good job. like Life looked really great and it felt great most of the time, but there was still something missing in me. And so I thought, okay, my experience could actually be an asset that I could use to create the life that I've always wanted. And I loved helping people get sober. And so I thought, what if I could take that to another level? And so I started doing this deep dive into what is my purpose, right? And I, I looked up concepts like Ikigai, right, which is a Japanese concept, which is your reason for being or the reason you wake up in the morning. So I started doing stuff like that. And I thought, hey, I'm really good at holding people accountable. I'm good at coaching people. I love I love seeing the light go on in their eyes when they realize that they're capable of more than they think. And so I actually that's what started my journey into wanting to become a coach. And I started to elaborate on that and educate myself. And what I realized is when I found my purpose, I actually started to do things and take courses. And I never thought I was smart, right? I always thought, well, I'm not, I didn't do well in school. I barely graduated, but I actually started to excel in those things and those areas that I actually had passion for. And so that's actually how I started to discover or walk into a more purpose driven life. And therefore, being passionate about what I do, I got into that state of flow, which I love being in the state of flow where nothing else matters. And that's how I discovered my purpose. And I just started walking that purpose. What about you?
1: Well, well, what's your purpose? I want to hear like, what is your purpose?
0: Okay, this is big. Are you ready? Yeah, like, let's go. (laughs) So my purpose, is I empower those in recovery, to master their mind, to overcome their limiting beliefs, so they can create a life so good for themselves, they never want to go back to their old way of living. And now I get to do that through mind science, which is pretty cool. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) What about you? Purpose. Purpose.
1: It seems as though, you know, when I got sober, it was really easy. Like just stay sober. That's your purpose. Like you're going to stay sober lane and you're going to help other people. And I was like, ah, oh, that's not exciting. You know, because I come from design and fashion and entertainment where it was like showbiz and lights and like make money. And so when they said, you know, your purpose now is just going to be to help people. I thought, Oh, that's a real drag. But from, you know, you know, going through experiences and living life and showing up and being a purpose and handing out sleeping bags and going to skid row and going to detox centers. I was like, this is really awesome. I feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is like amazing. Uh, But what really what's transformed over, you know, the longer that I'm in it is I've realized that my purpose is Allowing people to reconnect or connect with something. Mm. And in that, it's it's about connection for me. It is truly about connection because I love when I'm sitting with somebody or as we talk, I'm like, I'm so connected with you because this is all that matters, mm-hmm. except for the dog in the back who's crying.
0: <laughs> but Real <it's> life.
1: Like, <laughs> real life. Um, but I love connection. And there's something about it that I strive to figure out there is something about, uh, you know, the stars and the brain and the microbiome and how our bodies work and all of this work. It's so connection. I always just keep going back to connection and be, be connected connection. And so that's how my purpose has evolved over the years is like, I have gone down so many different rabbit holes investigating, but when I get down to the nitty gritty. It is about connection and helping people achieve or accomplish or get into that connected space. Mm -hmm. So good.
0: So good. (laughs) Yeah, I love talking about this topic and which, you know, let's talk about beliefs for a second, because I think that a lot of us in recovery, you know, from my own personal experience, I first of all, I didn't believe I could ever, ever live a sober life. And now I'm almost I'm heading into my my double digits, I feel like I'm finally growing up, I'm, you know, reached this new level in my own recovery. And it was really hard. But I did that by starting to shift my beliefs, right? My old belief was that I'm never going to be able to function without having a drink every day, To I know I can't drink because I know it's going to happen, right? I'm a retired professional. And I need to just let that go or else I'm going to be table dancing and then we just won't be friends anymore. And so there's actually science behind that, believe it or not, which is very, very cool. But as I progressed in my recovery, I mentioned, you know, I got complacent. I thought, now what? I wasn't sure what to do. And so I started to gain the belief, right, because my previous limiting belief was that no one's going to take me serious, no one's going to listen to my podcast, no one's going to want to work with me, because I'm an alcoholic, right? I lived this life. And I really believed that my past would follow me around in a negative way, I never realized that it was actually the key to finding my perceived success and my, my, my version of success. Is living out your dreams, right? Even if you don't hit those final goals, it's actually living them, being a part of them, right? Working towards them, no matter how many mistakes. And so once I was able to shift that belief, that limiting belief that told me that I was never going to do any of these things, my life started to change substantially. And so much so that, you know, I started my coaching business in 2020. I wrote two books, I almost failed English 12. In fact, my English teacher told me that if I fail this class, and I'm here next year, she will make my life a living bleep. And you know, I just thought, well, that's not very nice. So to go from that to not thinking I was smart to writing two books, and to leaving my corporate job to do what I love, that's a huge shift in beliefs.
1: And I I love this, because as people in recovery, right? We are, you know, I can't do anything. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve. I failed. I'm a loser, right? Like it, this is like constant, like beratement. Like it's just caught badgering all all the time. And I know for me, it was, you know, what am I going to do with myself? How is this ever going to happen? what, what, what am I good at? Because there were so many things that I was good at or interested in and coming from the, the world of fashion, you know, people like looked at me and thought, that's it. You're just a pretty face, whatever. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. And I had to like, I had to change that belief of like, I'm just a pretty face. And I had to go into like, I'm actually a, a, I, a business person and I, I've actually created a business and I made a half a million bucks in like six months. And I it, like, I've done all this stuff, right? Like I had to really start working towards or expanding this mindset of me or this belief. I guess that's, that's what week two is all about is, or session two, I should say. Um, it's about changing the belief. And I did that slowly over time. I did a lot of writing about it. I did a lot of vision questing, lots of vision questing over the years. Um, that was like a major tool that I used to change this internal dialogue. That was constant, that negative loop that I was like, it's got to go.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, 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 it's work and it's constant work. Otherwise that oh, I'm just not good enough. It'll just start up again. Mm-hmm it's it's like this wicked little bug
0: (laughs) bug exactly and it's interesting a mentor of mine once told me and this really resonated with me is that two people can have the same goal right they can take the same steps do exactly the same things to reach that goal but it's the person that has the belief in their abilities to actually accomplish that goal that is gonna achieve it, right? So beliefs are powerful, right? You can have all the willpower in the world, but if you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your abilities, you're not gonna get there.
1: Yeah, it's really important. Mm -hmm. And I think belief goes with mindset, right? Yeah. Like, how do you change your mindset? Like for me, it was finding my practice. It was letting go of old habits. It was looking at, you know, why do I keep eating a snickers bar everybody every time somebody's not nice to me? like that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. like that was a big shift in my mindset. I mean, I haven't had a snickers bar in like mm, twenty years All right that's that's a big mind shift.
0: well done yeah <laughs> <It's like, laughs> but it-
1: I'm on mute. It's so important to have that shift of perception about your beliefs Mm -hmm. because I thought that the Snickers bar was comfort and that's all I deserved. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had to have a complete transformation and shift in my mindset in order to really own a new belief. Mm
0: -hmm. And mindset. I mean, it, you know, we've talked about it before together is that it's it's everything, right? You have to have a growth mindset. And a lot of people are under this false reality that they have a growth mindset, right? When people think, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) You know, when people think, oh, yeah, I've got a growth mindset, I love to learn, right? I'm willing to try new things. But ask yourself this, if, right, you, there was a chance that you were going to fail. If there was a chance you were going to make a mistake, would you still try it? Would you still try something new? And that is the difference is that people with a growth mindset, they enjoy the process, right? The journey.
1: I think it's, it's like, they'll take the failure. Yeah. Like they'll say, okay, okay. I'm, I'm in 100%, but it, Mm -hmm. it shows that flexibility Mm -hmm. It shows that willingness to try something. It shows that you're not so rigid (laughs) and people in recovery like to do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Like we just get into that. It's a loop, right? It's like, we're just going to do this every day. It's just going to feel really good. Mm -hmm. But the growth mindset is like pushes us Mm -hmm. to go beyond that loop, to go outside of that circle, to try new things and to fail fast, like fail fast.
0: (laughs) And we like to do things fast. I'm an all in Mm -hmm. kind of person myself, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, the biggest time where I had to shift my mindset was when I left my corporate job, right? Very recently is I finally built a life, right? I was stable. I was financially stable. And I decided one day that, you know what, I just, I need to follow my purpose, right? I was working like burning the candles from both ends because I was doing my side hustle and I was doing my, my corporate job. And I finally took that leap of faith and decided this is worth it. Like, this is the direction I feel I need to go into. Mm -hmm. But it was my mindset. Like, I knew that I had to be prepared to fail as an entrepreneur before I could be successful. And that really, at the end of the day, it was my purpose over profit. And that has kept me going.
1: Why do you think people get so stuck in their... in in one way, like one, you know, like they close down, they get into the fixed mindset. Why do you think that is?
0: I think a lot of it for me, you know, personally speaking, it was my past experiences, right? We don't nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to make mistakes. We don't often like the consequences. But just think about something, you know, when you've done something that's incredibly challenging, and maybe you made some mistakes along the way, and you get through that and you accomplish it. that work that you have to do to get there like it just it feels so much better than if you're just given something so I think you know I was always afraid to fail and that made me procrastinate that made me put off things for my own personal development right and failing is opportunity right it's not a bad thing making a mistake that's an opportunity it's an opportunity to learn how to do things differently
1: yeah I just remember my dad always like I think he gifted me this. Seriously, this (laughs) growth mindset, because he would always just push me, and I would mess up, and he'd say, "Do it again. Do it again." Like, oh, I don't want to, but I would. Such a such an important tool as Mm -hmm. somebody in recovery, and not even people who are uh, just on an emotional wellness journey. Having that open growth mindset changes the way that we interact with others, the way that we interact with uh, the barista, <laughs> the police officer, if we get pulled over, <laughs> right? I, I mean, got to be open for that. <laughs> oh, it's a whole other story. Okay. So uh, with growth mindset, uh, we kind of fall into um, emotional intelligence. Ah. My fave. Why is it your favorite?
0: Because I drank for many reasons. But one of the reasons I drank was my inability to handle my emotions. I, you know, as a teenager, I felt very awkward. I felt like I never fit in. And as soon as I drank, it was like, you know, in my book, I call it liquid gold. It was like sipping on liquid gold. All of a sudden, everything went from you know, black and white to color technicolor, let's just say that. And so I suppressed from that moment on, anytime something happened in my life, I suppressed my emotions. And I think in society in general, we're raised with that suck it up buttercup mentality. Right? You know, and so that's how I was raised. I remember my dad and he was the same way he taught me how to have a growth mindset. But he also You know, anytime I did something, it was like, you can do better, you can do better. And I became this, like, I was a rock, right? I was not emotional. I didn't show my emotion. And that wasn't a good thing. And I never realized that. So then when I got sober, this is why it's my favorite thing, is uh, the floodgates opened. You know, I cried more my first couple years of sobriety than I have my entire life. I didn't understand what the tears were that were streaming out of my eyes, I didn't understand where all this water was coming because I was like, wow, this is strange. And that's kind of where I learned about emotional intelligence, right? Being able to show and express how I feel and actually talk about it to someone so it doesn't get stuck down there and we have this where the floodgates open um, without really knowing what emotional intelligence was. And then when I started to actually dive into it and get educated on it, I realized how powerful is it if we can learn to take a pause anytime we feel an emotion and not react because I have been very, very reactive in my past. So what about you? Because I know you love this too.
1: Okay. Emotional intelligence took me a long time to figure out. (laughs) Uh, Seriously. And I still have moments where I am not emotionally intelligent. And I always say time just takes time in this world. Uh, But having the ability to recognize, oh, I am raging right now is really key. Mm -hmm. And being able to recognize that in other people as well is amazing. I remember I was probably 20, maybe 19, 18 or 19 or sober, maybe 17. It was in there in those years where, you know, I jumped out of the car and scolded somebody because I was raging and I got back in the car and I was shaking and I thought, oh my God, what just happened? Like, it took me to get out of my car, to have a rageful moment, to come back into my car, to understand that I was completely checked out in my emotion, like I had no emotional intelligence at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that moment changed my life. That was the moment that I, I, I was like this, I have to understand what is happening in my body at all times. Because previous to that moment of getting out of the car, I was hungry. Okay. I was irritated because there was traffic, but I didn't wreck. I wasn't able to recognize it, anything. Mm-hmm. So having that moment challenged me, challenged my mindset to start investigating what I was feeling in my body. And that's why I talk about it all the time. The importance of recognizing what's going on in the body right now,
0: <laughs> right now, <laughs> I love that. And you know, it's funny, I have an example from when I used to when I was in corporate, is I remember just, you know, I I like to take on too much. I always take on more than I can handle. And so you know, what I had done is I I, I was a people pleaser, right? So I started taking on all this extra work, because I thought that the more I did, the harder I worked, that the more recognition I was going to get and that I would you know if i got that recognition for taking on all this additional work that that showed my worthiness right because i wanted to feel important well i came to a point in my career where i started to get overwhelmed i got frustrated i had anxiety each night when i went to bed knowing i had to get up and knowing what i had to face the next day and instead of just realizing this, right? Okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Now I'm feeling a little angry. I'm emotional. I'm going to start talking, you know, gossip starts. I actually exploded to the point where I had slammed down some papers on a desk. And I've always been very professional, right? But because I didn't sense those emotions, I just kept writing it, writing it, writing it until I snapped. I reacted like really what I could have done, and this is where emotional intelligence comes into play in the workplace, (laughs) is that I should have sat down, taken a few deep breaths, realized, okay, tomorrow you're overwhelmed right now. You need to go talk to your boss and have a conversation and just be honest about how you feel. I've done it again. I've taken on too much work. I need some help. Right? Instead, I looked like a fool because I like, you know, threw paperwork down on a desk. Like, who does that? people with lower emotional intelligence. I was going to say, yeah, right.
1: Like <laughs> just when you're just it, it's, it happens when you're not plugged in, right. Yeah. You're not, just not aware. And it's not like we're taught about emotional intelligence. Nobody, I mean, maybe some of the kids now in school, they're starting to learn about it, but it there was none of this being talked about when I was raised. Uh, so I love being able to bring this into my son's life. Um, I talk about just having the awareness in your body all the time with my students, because that is where it begins. It's, Mm -hmm. that's where it begins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from emotional intelligence, we go deeper (laughs) into the subconscious mind,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Because everything's happening even before that moment happens. Yep. But we're not paying attention to it.
0: No. I love it. (laughs)
1: I love the subconscious mind so much because everything is happening and I'm not even aware of it. And there's so much information being processed and I'm clueless and I'm just bombarding my way through life. Like I love that a bull in a China shop, right? Just (laughs) here comes (laughs) comes Lane, watch out. Uh, And hence the reason why I am so passionate about mindfulness and meditation is that, you know, using these practices is to a way to get into this subconscious mind. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's my gateway drug into Mm -hmm. the subconscious.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I love to talk about priming, right? Because that's what I've had to do. And, you know, the example I like to give is, you know, when you're driving a car, when you first learn how to drive a car, you're 10 and two, don't talk to me, don't distract me. To fast forward to today, you can probably go from point A to point B, pull in your driveway, you know, maybe you had a conversation, you're on the phone, whatnot, hands free, of course, and you don't even remember the ride home, right? Mm-hmm. It's been it's it's become so automated, because it's something that we do every th- every single day, that we don't actually have to think about it. And I utilize this technique. And what I do is actually it started off when I was traveling for business because health has always been a part of my journey. And so I thought, how can I get myself motivated to get up early before I have to go hit the road and visit people to take care of my health first? Because that was important, right? I wanted to have the energy all day. And so what I did was actually started putting my clothes out In front of me, so that as soon as I woke up, right, I did my meditation, always mindfulness first. And then I would look at those clothes, then my gym clothes, I would put them on and go work out. And it's so instilled in me today, I don't even think about it. It doesn't matter what I'm doing tomorrow. I could go snowboarding, for example, and I will actually put all my stuff out so that when I wake up, that's the first thing I see and that's the first thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And I don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah. I think that's
1: such a wonderful tool. Just make it happen. Just set it up, ladies. Just, (laughs) (laughs) you want to get that brain ready. Tell the subconscious mind, I'm ready to play prime for sure. (laughs) I just, and I guess that leads me to talk to you about sleeping. And that's one of the keys to neuroplasticity and brain health Mm -hmm. is I'm following the dots here. Just work with me on this. (laughs) I'm thinking about how, okay, that we go to bed, you know, at night, but, uh, you know, we have to get ourselves ready. We have to wind down. Uh, we have to tuck ourselves in and then we don't sleep well and we're like irritated. And then we get into our day and we're just like, go, Right, because we don't take time out. Like, who takes a time out? Unless you've actually uh, practiced and primed, and that's a part of your routine. But sleep is one of the main ingredients for neuroplasticity and brain health. And I know you are super passionate about brain health, as I am. Uh, what are some of the tools that you use to make sure that you're getting a great night's sleep?
0: Oh, I love this topic, because sleep was something I definitely took for granted before. In fact, I'd always heard, you know, you can function off very little sleep. And I think it's different for everybody. And so for myself, personally, I started to kind of experiment by using, um, you know, sleep devices. And one of the the one of them that I used was the aura ring because it's, you know, it it looks cool and everything. And so I started tracking my sleep and I started tracking how well I was sleeping and I would experiment, you know, I do six hours, I do eight hours, I do nine hours. And I found my sweet spot where I really felt optimal at around the seven to eight hour mark. But then what was happening is if I was on my electronic devices or I was doing things that stimulated my mind too much before bed, I couldn't fall asleep. And that's when I actually started incorporating reading something that was a biography a a romance. So I would read before and I did my meditation before bed, because I wanted to calm my mind down and get away from all that techy stuff, right, that just made me think and come up with new ideas.
1: Do you have a window? Yes. What's your window? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I start to unwind at about 30, 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And I'm usually asleep by 9, 9.30. Because I still, even as an entrepreneur, I get up at, you know, five o'clock because mm-hmm. I love taking on the day. Yeah.
1: I have a window that I am literally, if I am not in bed by 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, I am doomed. And when the time chains, you know, happens, I get so, Messed up. I have jacked up for weeks with that time change that happens. It just really messes me up. But sleep is absolutely everything that I work on with my clients. It's it that's step number one. <laughs> like we have got you, we've got to get you sleeping and we've got to get you the 20 to 25% REM sleep, like as quickly as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the brain needs that downtime, uh, for repair. Uh, and I I want, it's like, oh, you're grumpy. You're moody. Well, are you sleeping at night? (laughs) Like that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, (laughs) again, it seems so basic and it seems like, oh yeah, I can do that. But it's really being cognizant and taking the time to assess, oh, I, I think I need to get some support around my sleep. Maybe I need to do some investigation around this. Yeah, mm-hmm. sleep is everything.
0: What is your, just out of curiosity, what is your sleep routine?
1: So I, I, I feel my body change. I'm tuned into it. So some nights I will read and we have like no screen. Some nights uh, we do, I'll do one show like on Netflix right now, I'm watching The Great, which I love. So fun. Uh, but I will literally feel my body at about 9.40 start to slow, like it slows down. And I watch it on my ring, on my device. And so I can track it. And I'll tell my husband, I'm like, mm, I have five more minutes and then I'm done. And he'll be like, oh, <laughs> but, but I, it's a, it's a non-negotiable. Like I know for me that I need that, you know, 25 minutes, half hour to go upstairs and do my routine and to, I do a little prayer and I do a little meditation, right? I need all of that time to change the rhythm of my brain and then lights out. I'm done. like, literally I'll be done 10, 10. I'm out.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. Sleep is a magical.
1: Sleep is so magical. And then I wake up. You know, I'm up at like five thirty, six o'clock. Five thirty, and I roll out and I go to my practice.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I because it's primed.
0: Yep, you have to prime, 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 prime. got to prime, (laughs) got to prime. Yeah, and that's why we talked about subconscious mind before Mm. neuroplasticity, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're you know the brain you're born with is not the brain you die with and i used to be that person that was like well i'm never going to change i am who i am you know this is just how it is and i realized that's not true like i you know like i said when i found my purpose when i started to learn things that aligned with what i was passionate about i did quite well like i got my first a mm-hmm. as a 37 year old woman, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm now 45. But my first A, do you know how Mm -hmm. excited I was? Because Mm -hmm. I was learning things that I was passionate about.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. It's, it's amazing what we can do when we fall into recovery, or when we choose if we're, if you're not in recovery, when you want to live a more emotionally stable life. Mm hmm.
0: Absolutely well said and yeah there's there's so many different aspects to brain health I mean but sleep I think is one of the most important and then there's the common ones like exercise right education, learn something new. Those are so incredibly important and I I thrive today to learn something new and I you know I've I think I told you before that I'm learning how to I'm teaching myself how to play the drums. I love that. <laughs> I love Me too. That. And it's a great stress relief. <laughs> So great.
1: And I'm learning more about the brain. I am now, this is very exciting. I enrolled. I can't even believe this. This is so crazy. I enrolled finally to become a hypnotherapist.
0: Oh, I'm so excited.
1: Yes. I am so excited. I have been talking about this for like 10 years. And finally, I just said, I'm doing it. So my brain is fired up.
0: Oh, I want to be hypnotized. Lane, as okay. soon as you're done, I'm in. Okay. Sign me up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I cannot wait. I mean, you know, it because of meditation, the mindfulness work I do, it it it's so similar in how I do my practice of so the way that I coach and the way that I like, it's, it's almost like I'm already doing hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just going to be official, officially, and then I'll know all these other kinds of practices. I'm, so yes, learning, right? We're talking about engaging the brain and uh, helping neuroplasticity because I want to age forward, not backwards.
0: Yes, exactly. And it is harder to learn things now, but it's exciting to know that our brain can change. It can develop. It can do so many magical things. I mean, this whole brain science, you know, I'm much newer to this than you are, but it's fascinating. And just even how I've been able to take everything, all the topics that we've talked about today, and apply them to my recovery, it's enhanced my recovery, like I strongly believe that as a result of discovering my purpose, there's nothing in me that wants to go back to that old way of living. I know that it's there. It's around the corner if I'm not careful and I don't work on that foundation and I don't continue to move forward. But I honestly believe that for me, that is my relapse prevention is continuing yeah. to dive more into these kind of topics. So true. It's all about that. Yeah.
1: It's all about relapse prevention. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So- What do we have what are we doing why are we here why are we
0: sharing about the brain today (laughs) what's going on for so many different reasons why don't you get into it
1: so tamar and i because we nerd out on the brain so much you know in our first conversation back in episode 64 i think it is we kind of started cruising and jamming around the brain and realized that we were both really passionate about this subject matter. So we thought, heck, why don't we put together a master class? And so what we've been talking about in this episode is exactly that.
0: And it's exciting because all these topics are incredibly relevant to creating lasting change. And that's what we want you guys to have.
1: Yeah, every, I don't know, every topic, right? the subconscious mind neuroplasticity, mindset belief purpose everything it's it's like a link like a like a, a chain link fence right everything kind of goes together and when you put everything together you feel so much better about your recovery about your life i think they should be teaching this stuff in school like at, mm-hmm. like grade school i think it would be so mm-hmm. instrumental in raising humans maybe i should do that in my next life i think yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. raise better humans
1: raise better humans so what we came on here to do today is just to share a little bit about this master class this master sessions that we have uh and it's the six sessions each topic we have worksheets we also have a 21 day uh gratitude experience because gratitude is scientifically proven to improve the ch- in in Totally upregulate your brain. And oh, and six meditation practices that go with each specific topic. Am I forgetting anything?
0: No, how amazing is that? Yeah, that's a lot. We talked about how effective meditation is. And so to be able to listen to a meditation on each of these topics, I mean, that is some incredibly powerful stuff. So make sure you check it out because this, like we said, we like to nerd out about this stuff. And I'm sure we, I think we need to start another podcast that talks specifically on these topics. I know. Right. So yeah. good. So I hope that
1: you will join us tomorrow. Things you know, this is awesome. I think it's awesome. You can find out more information down below. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Right.
0: Yeah. Reach out
1: reach out, say hi, but hope to see you on the inside of the course, change
0: your brain. See you later. Bye for now. Such a fun episode. I really hope you enjoyed that. And you know, if you're someone who is at a point in your life where you're ready for change, right? You know that you're meant for more, but you just don't know what that more is or how to find it, reach out, right? Connect with people who are doing what you want to do and find out how they got there. That is exactly how I've been able to connect with people like Lane and all the other amazing guests that I get to chat with on the show and you're slowly going to build this community of support around you with people who will help you get to where you want to go and that is what Lane and I want to do with this Change Your Brain Masterclass. We would love to see you there. It is going to be heavily discounted rate. So you can find out more at www.theroadforward.ca slash change your brain. And in this masterclass, not only do we go over the topics that we discussed today in great detail, but we're going to give you actual exercises that you can start to implement. So you can start to change your brain and change your story, which will also enhance your recovery, of course. So head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash change your brain and take advantage of these exercises. There's going to be meditations that you can listen to, to really start to improve these areas, as well as some PDFs that you can do these exercises with. So lots on there. Make sure you check it out and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible, it just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you wanna learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.